The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. There are business leaders that are making so much more than profit in their enterprises. They're elevating their businesses, teams, and themselves to add more value, and so can you. Welcome to the Business Elevation Show with host Chris Cooper. If you are looking for ways to elevate success while contributing to a better world, you'll want to listen for the next hour. Now here's your host, Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper and welcome to the Business Elevation Show on Voice America. And I'm really excited today to, uh, to, to introduce my guest, uh, Stefan Wiesenbach, um, about... And we're going to talk about how to attract and retain productive talent. But before I introduce Stefan, um, I want to say a huge thank you to last week's guest, the power connector herself, Judy Robinet. Uh, tremendous show, lots of great content. So if you're not listening to, to that, please do go back in the archive and have a listen to Judy. Now, you might have heard me talk about engagement on this show before. In fact, if you listen regularly, you will have done. And you'll know that it's a real passion and that whole area of building engagement for me. And as we get closer to realizing the full potential of our people, you know, what we find is that success follows. So why am I mentioning this today when we're going to talk about how to attract and retain productive talent? Well, these two subjects are very highly linked. And when I talked about engagement, I also referenced my guest today on a number of occasions, uh, Stefan Wessenbeck. So you might imagine that I'm absolutely delighted to welcome him um, on the show today. So, you know, it's, it's somebody I've really referred, whose work I really admire. So it's wonderful to talk with him. But how do I attract and retain productive talent? How do you attract and retain productive talent? Well, Stefan is a very successful entrepreneur who's really passionate about the impact of engagement on businesses. And he regularly speaks at conferences and events throughout the UK, throughout Europe, throughout America. In fact, only yesterday, he spoke at the fabulous Colby Co-Nation Nation Symposium in Arizona. For over 20 years, he's been a coach and an advisor to leading business figures and some incredible entrepreneurs. He's founder of engagementmultiplier.com, which is a business transformation program that delivers unambiguous insight and data enabling business owners to make really smart decisions and efficiently transform their companies. He's enabled uh, business owners and CEOs to really simplify those complexities of employee engagement and improve attraction, retention, morale, productivity, and profitability. He's a best-selling author. His latest book, The Engaged Organization, explains how business owners can build the, the companies that they dream about. He's also co-author of Change Agents with Brian Tracy, and, and Brian Tracy was the person who first got me interested in self-development so many years ago with his, uh, his um, it was a, a CD program I listened to, The Look Factor. Um, so, um, you know, fascinating that Stefan's worked with him. He's the founder of the Engagement Foundation. He's built four schools in Africa, and he's married with three children, and he divides his time between London and Chicago. So an enormous welcome today uh, to Stefan. Thank you, Chris. Great to be with you. 
Brilliant. Lovely to uh, lovely to have you on the show today. Um, Stefan, could you tell me a bit first and tell us a bit about your background and, you know, what was it that led you to this point? Sure. Um, great question. So um, if we go right back to childhood, I was, uh, I've always been a fan of, um, of magic and I used to I used to actually um, do a lot of magic tricks, go and buy magic tricks in the store. And even when I was sort of um, in my early teens, I would sort of do magic tricks at, um, at kids' parties. Magic always fascinate, has always fascinated me. And um, I love the way that you can perform a series of well-rehearsed actions uh, in front of uh, an audience and seemingly create the impossible. Um, and and as, I, as I got older... Uh, I uh, went and went to work, I sort of noticed that there were lots of people living lives of sort of quiet desperation and unfulfilled potential. And yet there seemed to be others who seemed to build amazing careers or amazing businesses. And um, I started it and I, like you, was a big fan of personal development. I remember um, having, uh, it dates us now, Chris, but having uh, cassette programs, Napoleon Hill's Lead the Field, I think it was. And, um, and what, I, what I noticed was that you have, you know, people talk about the difference between ordinary and, uh, and extraordinary, just that little extra. And I was sort of trying to figure out what is it that, that, that means that some people do so well and, uh, and others sort of um, don't fulfill their potential. And I realized it was about the magic, um, very much in the same way that a magician performs a trick. Um, these people, uh, successful people, um, tend to do certain things and they repeat them and they do them in the right order. And then to the outside world, it looks like they just perform the impossible. So I spent a lot of time studying that personally uh, and started working then. Um, I started my career in financial services and very quickly started working with entrepreneurs. And the thing that I found fascinating was more sort of the business growth, how you how these entrepreneurs could, could build their businesses and build their teams. And one of the things I found ironic back then and still today is that, and it probably applies to many people listening to this show, is that um, we wouldn't dream of running a business without a business plan and we wouldn't dream of running a project without a project plan. And yet the only written plan that we often have for ourselves is a written plan for when we're dead, which is a will. And so I set about working with business owners and their teams, helping them to create um, plans for whilst they were alive, because, I mean, that's the important bit, right? Mm -hmm. And so um, what that did was that got me many years ago now, it's over 20 years ago, and that got me um, very much into understanding the power of what happens when you start to have an engaged team. Um, it really is when the magic happens, when when people are engaged personally with their own lives and they, they're living their lives on purpose and they're doing the right things, then then great outcomes follow for them. And when you run a business where you are able to get your team members uh, engaged uh, and everyone's pulling in the same directions, that's, that's when businesses become fun, great places to be, uh, and they're not draining and they're energizing. And so um, several years ago, I um, wrote a book uh, um, called The Engaged Organization. Uh, I've launched a digital platform, which is helping business owners all over the world uh, transform their organizations. And as a result of working with uh, Peter Diamandis, who I admire greatly, uh, several years ago, I, um, I set my what we call massive transformational purpose, what Peter calls it, and that is to help 100 million people become miserably more engaged. So I'm, I'm hoping that as a result of 
uh, our, uh, our interview today that uh, there are a number of listeners that are measurably more engaged at the end than they were at the beginning, and that's a few more people towards the 100 million. Yeah, let's, let's, let's hope so. I think that's a, an amazing um, you know, intention to put out there. And I, and I don't know, you know you're probably realizing this, Stefan, but you know, I, I, you know, you, you know now that we're, in, we're involved with, you, with yourselves with, um, uh, with supporting and sharing uh, your work because we just love it so much. But one of the things we really bought into is that, you know, that really authentic intention that you have to help a hundred million people become more measurably engaged. You know, you, I can, I can see that and feel it, and it's very compelling and engaging. So, uh, you know, that having that kind of a, a vision, it can, I think, it can start a movement. Thank you. Yeah, it's a. I often say to people, I'm not sat on the cloud getting a wet bottom. It is going to happen. It's going to, but it is going to take some. Um, you know, it, it, it does require a movement. I can't pull it off by myself. I mean, I, I I'm passionate about this, but it, it does need others to uh, that share that passion to uh, uh, to spread the word. And I really appreciate the work that you've been doing with us. Thank you. It just does mean, though, doesn't it, that it's uh, it. It, it, it means you're not sitting on, upon a small task when you set something like that and you put that statement out to the world. Then it, you know, there's no doubt that uh, you know you're not just going to help a few people. You've got a you've got a big mountain to climb and a lot of work to do. Um, but it uh, sets the scale, doesn't it? It sets the the peak that you're moving towards. Absolutely, absolutely. So, what, in your view, is the 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 biggest challenge that business owners really face today? Yeah, it's a great question again. I, I it's funny, isn't it? I mean, over the last few years. Um, engagements become the hot topic right i mean i i we were doing some work with google a few years ago and uh, uh through my office in chicago and uh, we were just about to do some 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 digital marketing and so we wanted to know how many online searches there were a month around this topic and it was around the ten thousand a month uh over the following 18 months it went past a million and it's now i believe somewhere around two million a month so become a bit of a buzzy word it's used everywhere sort of engagement it's out there and I think the world's woken up to the fact that you know you can't build a self-managing company you can't build a great business if you don't have engagement but but really what is the challenge that business owners face today for me it really comes down to um, the title of what we've been speaking about today and that is how do you attract and then retain productive talent uh, and the word productive is important. You know, you want people that when they show up at bus- in your business, they, they are absolutely showing up with intent and they, you know, they're, they're doing great work. Um, and it's become, a bit, it's become a big issue because you know, whilst I run a digital technology business that is it's great because it, it, you know, it gives you the ability to scale and technology is a real enabler um, that can help you create an engaged organization, technology is also working against a lot of business owners. You know, there's now... Um, websites out there such as Glassdoor, Monster, Indeed, and you know, I understand that sort of over 60% of, uh, of, of, of job seekers in the UK, for example, often now are looking at these sites, often whilst they're at work in your business. And so attracting and retaining productive talent has become, has become the thing, really, because when you do that as a business owner, if you can bring on the right people and you can keep them and they're productive, that's when as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, you get to do your best work because, you know, we all know there's no I in team. You need to have others around you to help you create that transformation. So for me, that's the biggest challenge. Um, crack that in business and, you know, the rest becomes a lot easier. It's very, very interesting that because, uh, you know, with, you know, with our, 
you know, people's and leaders' minds probably able to maybe change every year, maybe by 10% incrementally. And we're in a world where everything's changing so fast, you know, you almost need 10 times thinking um, every year to be able to keep, uh, you know, cope with it all, all that change. I mean, how do people do that? Well, I think there's a there's an off, there's often a um, there's a misunder there's a misconception that I think entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs listening to this show uh, sometimes perhaps mistakenly feel that they're expected to have all the answers, um, and it is a fast moving world, and that's one of the things that's great about having an engaged team because you know, I just think of you know, the the team members that I've got with me uh, here in Arizona, you know, we have meetings around how things are moving forward, where are we? And it's really interesting, you know, just this morning, some great ideas coming from within the organization because we're asking the right questions. And so I think it's important that entrepreneurs and business owners realize they don't need to have um, all the answers, they just need to be able to ask the right questions. And um, you know, we're all living in this, um, uh, in this, this, this world that's changing at a, at a, at a fantastic rate. And that brings with it an enormous amount of opportunity as well, which if you have a team of individuals that are productive and engaged, becomes much easier to harness. Uh, absolutely. So uh, let's, um, let's just define engagement then. So um, what, what to you is engagement? Yes. So I want you to imagine that you are, are you a football fan? Chris? I'm a big football fan. I'm a, or a soccer a big, fan. Right? A big Leicester <laughs> City fan. But I'm, uh, okay. I often mention that I do promote the team quite significantly on this show around the world. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, and you've supported them for some time. Yeah, a few, a few years now. Okay. So I want you to imagine, right, that it's, um, it's the biggest match of the decade and um, you're at the home stadium and you have got the best seats on the centre line. I do have and, the best on the centre line, actually. <laughs> in that case, you'll be able to identify with this very easily then. So, um, so big, 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 big match. There's been a lot of press coverage. It's a, the result's really important. So most of the time, you're probably stood up. Uh, most of the time, you're either cheering um, or if there's a fumble or a foul, your head's in your hands. Um, you're absolutely what we, what we refer to as present, focused and energised. I want you to imagine now exactly the same sport, so soccer, football, depending on which side of the pond you're on, um, and you're at home, it's a Sunday afternoon, you're sat on the couch, you've just had lunch with friends, and you're watching that game on the television, and it's a team you perhaps don't so much care about. Um, you're probably on your phone, you may be on social media, you may be playing with a dog, you may even be having a nap. And the difference is purely your level of engagement. So as I mentioned, in the first one, you're present, focused, and energised, and the second one, not so much. And sadly, most people are turning up for work like it's Sunday afternoon. You know, they are on social media and some of them are even having a nap. So if you can get that, that get people when they come into your business and they're showing up every day to be in that first mindset where they're sort of like, like at the, the game of the decade, um, then great things happen. So hopefully that helps to put it into, into real world terms and it gives you another opportunity to plug your favorite team. <laughs> you know it does and i think you know what i what i'm sort of taking from that i think you know this is something that you've got to maybe create the environment for people and uh, you know the the way of being in a company to 
to take people into that place because not everybody realizes and a, a, a little bit like you were talking about earlier there actually about you know you setting sort of uh, plans for while people are alive you know life actually it's not really a dress rehearsal is it we're only here for for so long and uh, unless we get that realization that we need to make the most of every moment and every day uh, then uh, it people don't necessarily give of themselves in that way do they they don't appreciate that kind of paradigm um so i guess it it's it's down to the organization to really help uh, create that environment it is and people turn up for work wanting to be engaged in the main it's organizations that disengage them um you know you have to provide the right structure and framework uh, as a business leader and if you do that within your business um then you know that creates the right conditions for people to do great things Excellent. We're going to, after the break, we're going to come back. We're going to talk about uh, some of the you know, components of engagement. And we're really talking about engagement here in you know, relation to attracting and retaining productive staff. Because, you know, when you've got a great environment, uh, which everybody wants to be and they're giving of the, their best, why would they want to go and work somewhere else? Um, so we'll be back with you again in just a couple of minutes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Program. One-to-one mentoring and coaching facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. How is your company's marketing plan? Could it use a little help? For most businesses, the answer is yes. Tune in each week to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. Host Janet Kunst and her guests will show you how and where to bring your marketing to the next level. Each show will feature action strategies that you can implement right away and see results. We'll make this easy for you. Start by tuning in every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Tune in to the soul of enterprise, business in the knowledge economy with co-hosts Ron Baker and Ed Klass. Ron and Ed will show you how to recognize that wealth is created by intellectual capital. It's all in the possibilities that we can create and that are created for us. These possibilities are destined to be discovered by human imagination and through the service of others, creating a brighter future for all of us. The Soul of Enterprise is heard live every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel and simulcast at the same time on the Voice America Variety Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper. I'm with Stefan Besson back, and we're talking about, about how to attract and retain productive talent. And, of course, we're talking about engagement because engagement um, you know that's uh, 
fulfilling and uh, realizing the full potential that we have in our people and we create environments like that and it's going to attract great people in and we're going to attract we're going to retain great people as well now um, let's talk about then um, some of the components of an engaged organization you know what in your view Stefan are they absolutely the one thing that I see business owners overlook time and time and time again, um, and it's a really easy thing to fix, and that is that you need to have, at the core of an engaged organization, you have to have uh, a purpose. Um, and, and then what you do is you unite the owners, the leaders, and the employees around that purpose, and that's when, that's when the magic starts to happen. That's when the energy spreads out. So if we talk about purpose, owners, leaders, and employees – um, those are the those are the four um, components, and people often talk about. Look, I'd like to create engaged customers. Well, um, you first to get engaged customers, you just simply need to create an engaged organisation. We all know, don't we? If we go into a, a business where we have great service, and it happened recently with me at a, a local coffee store here, and you, know, you sort of go in and you get absolutely great service because the staff are engaged, you become an engaged customer, and so. The, the, this, 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 this much misunderstood core, though, is this, is this purpose, which is the glue that absolutely holds everything together. Uh, a little bit like your, you know, your example of your 100 million. Um, in case that, that's, that's some glue. Yeah, yeah, no, it is a glue. You're right. Um, although, although the mistake that a lot of businesses make is that they, when they pull together their purpose, um, uh, they do it... Um, they do it in the wrong way and as much that your purpose, if you run a business or own a business, your purpose absolutely uh, has to give your team members a why for showing up. And um, it has to be written for them. It's not written for the owners. It's not written for the shareholders. It's not written for the customers. Uh, and it details what the business does, you know, why the team enjoy doing it and how they enjoy doing it. And if you can sort of capture that sort of those guide rails, then um, it's, it, it's, it's hugely powerful. I mean, there was recently an Ernst & Young um, study on this that showed that over the last three years, purpose-driven companies saw 85% growth in their revenue, yet 42% of companies with no purpose or that can't articulate their purpose showed a drop. So if you're running a business and you don't have a purpose, I mean, this is a really quick win, get a purpose. And you know, people give millennials a bad rap, I think. You know, there's lots of talk about millennials and um, how they sort of move on and everything. Well, technology makes that so. And if you don't give them reasons to stay, well, then they're going to go. But, you know, it's often written about now when you look at millennials that they're searching for purpose. You know, they want people are looking for meaning. They want to show up and do their best work and give their time. But they actually want to be feeling like they're making um, a, a, an impact. And for me, it's the... Um, you know, when you've got it right, we call it the Friday night test. You know, you've just employed a new member of the team. They've been working with you for the first week and they go home and they sat around the meal table with friends and family and they say, hey, Chris, end of the first week in the job. Um, how did, you, how, did you enjoy it? And go, yeah, it's great. What do you do? And then you know, what does the company do? The answer to that question at that point is critical um, and it makes a huge difference. And I was um, one of the things I talk about in my keynote is um, uh, JFK visiting NASA in the early 60s and um, he walks up to uh, the janitor and he says to the janitor he says um, uh, hi I'm Jack Kennedy as if he didn't know and he says um, you know, what do you do here and he says well Mr. President he said I'm helping put a man on the moon mm -hmm. so you know 
And it's an extreme example, but I think for listeners, it helps make the point, you know, what is it that you're, what is the why that you're giving your team in your business that means that they show up with that present focused and energized approach that, you know, are you putting a man on the moon or what is it you're doing? You know, we, we have a client that takes photographs about three quarters of the newborn babies in America um, and they don't talk about taking baby photographs. They talk about capturing precious memories. You know, it's, so it's, it's what is it that you do in your business that is, that is going to connect and energize your team as a purpose that sits at the core. And do you think with maybe, you know, some of the uh, more mature uh, sort of managers and leaders they sometimes maybe um, forget or don't appreciate that you know the needs and wants of of the younger generation I was really really impressed I came off um, I was at a a big conference and a a friend of mine had just come off the stage and we were we were chatting immediately afterwards and uh, a group of people came along and started talking with us and and one said uh, to us said um, I'm going through um, looking at sort of graduate kind of built round and things at the moment and you know, could you help me with a question? We said, what's that? He said, which, which company should I approach that would um, make me a better person? Hmm. Yeah, so very millennial, you know, looking for meaning, looking for stuff outside of a paycheck, you know. We weren't looking for a company car or it was, yeah, uh, yeah I, I just thought, wow, you know, that really, yeah. uh, really does. And I, th- and I think technology, uh, uh, one of the wonderful, you know, technology is wonderful, right? And I think one of the things it's done is it's, it's meant that everyone is so much more connected than they ever have been before. And so, you know, messages, news travel so much faster and um, we're much more aware now of what others are doing and so on. So that this, this whole meaning thing is much more, uh, much more relevant and noticeable than it was before. And do you think, Stefan, that uh, you know, to, to really build an engaged company, do you need to be brave yeah, absolutely, and um, um, that's a very loaded question. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, you're hitting one of my triggers here. I mean, I, it's interesting because um, uh, for the business owners listening to this or for those people that are working in a business where, you know, there's business owners that perhaps aren't brave, you know, the, the ignorance is not a business strategy, and you really need to know what your people really think. And in my experience, when, as a business owner, you provide your people with a structure and a framework that enables them to tell you the truth about what's really going on in your business, um, that enables you to understand what people are thinking, where the issues lay, that's when you can start to really make some progress in getting things done. But but as a business owner, um, you know, it requires bravery because... Um, it means you're opening yourself up to being a bit vulnerable. So in my business, um, I do the same as we recommend all our clients do, and that is that every 90 days, you know, everyone in the business gets to score purpose, owners, leaders, employees. Um, they get to score how engaged um, those those components are in the business and what could have what could be done to make them better. So every 90 days, I get scored. So that requires some bravery. You know, you've got to open yourself up to the vulnerability of. Uh, first of all, being scored. And you've also got to open yourself up to hearing feedback. And of course, it's not always, you know, roses and wonderful. You know, of course, there are times when people voice an opinion and that's, 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 that's critical. And some quarters, you know, your score goes down. Well, that's great because you then know what you need to do to, 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 to fix it. And so um, 
But a lot of business owners, unfortunately, you know, they get themselves into a position where um, they think that actually by not uncovering the problems um, or not giving the problems airtime, the problems aren't really there. And I say to them, do you think they're not actually talking about this? Right? I mean, they're by the coffee machine, they're talking about it. When they go out for lunch together as a team, they're the only person that's not in the conversation loop is you. And actually, when you face up to what's really going on in your business, the good, the bad, and the ugly, um, most of the problems, you know, they, this is something one of my mentors said many years ago, you know, problems are like monsters that lurk in the dark. You know, when you drag them out into the sunlight, often they shrink a little bit and then they're very easy to deal with and eventually they disappear. And mm. so bravery, really important. You know, um, uh, you need to be uh, prepared to. And I think really, if you're a leader or an owner, it's only fair that you do stand up and be counted. I mean, you're in a responsible position. You're, you know, why? People want to work for somebody that they feel that they can get behind and that can lead the charge. So, so yes, you do need to be brave. Fundamentally by, important. Well, by complete and utter coincidence, I was I was only writing in my journal this morning the definition of bravery, which was uh, uh, not to shrink from challenge, uh, threat, difficulty, or pain. Um, so the, that's a, that's the definition of it. And uh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It just sort of really means we've got to kind of. You know, face into all of those um, different aspects uh, to make the necessary change. Otherwise, I guess you just stay with the status quo and stay with what you always had before. Um, yeah, and I think I think a good question for the for the audience here is, you know, what what listing systems do you have right now in place in your business that enables your people to let you know what's really going on? Because you know, it's the people that are in your business that know what's really happening in your business. You've just got to provide the right structure and framework to enable them to 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 share what what's really going on, and that's that's really valuable, really really valuable. Um, it's gold dust. I think it is, and um, you know that ability to listen is just so important, isn't it? It comes through in all the the surveys that people want to feel listened to. They want to, um, you know, if they make a, a suggestion or a point, they want to know that somebody has, uh, you know, at the very least considered it, and so often. With things like um, you know regular staff satisfaction surveys and those sorts of things, um, you know there's information coming one, one way and then nothing being done with it. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. You do need to take action. <laughs> now, over all your years with uh, you know this looking at engagement multiplier and you know, developing this um, this business, have you experienced any you know other sort of trends in engagement, you know traction retention that people should be aware of? Yeah, uh, so what, purpose is is absolutely right at the core of it. You know, you, you businesses that don't have one should get one quickly, and it's amazing what happens. You know, um, we 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 as you know score uh, companies all over the world every ninety days, and all their team members score them. And there's a complete correlation between having a purpose that the team members feel is good enough to score it as engaged. There's a direct correlation between that and whether you have an engaged organisation. So, um, over it's about 87% of businesses that have an engaged purpose qualify by independent uh, measure to be engaged organisations. But it's not just that; it's also making sure that the team members feel that they're on a journey. People are out there, you know. People want excitement. You know, they they, they want to feel that they're, they're they're part of something. They're on a journey. They're they're going somewhere. Um, and to this is your earlier point about a sort of 100 million uh, people measurably more engaged. And 
you know, they want to show up for work and feel that they're in a place where they're working with like-minded people and, it, and, and it's enjoyable. Um, and they say, don't they, that money is about six or seven down the list of things or reasons why people come to work until you're in a disengaged organization and then it becomes uh, right near the top. So it's really about, you know, having a framework where people feel that they can make a contribution and a difference. And so um, our platform asks everybody every 90 days to score and gives them the opportunity to provide feedback and uh, contribute to ideas and so on, which is important because um, it's not something, this needs to be part of your culture. You need to make engagement part of the business's culture. It's part of the language that you use. And don't just seek feedback from your team members. You know, there's these things that they call annual surveys. Well, there's no such thing, you know. You, you pick, a, pick a time in the year when you're going to ask for feedback, good luck, because it's going to be dependent on what's happened around that event. Whereas if you're doing it regularly um, and you start to build up this sort of energy and this culture of making a difference, and um, you referenced earlier small change, the, this sort of Japanese principle of Kaizen, lots of small changes layered up over time creates transformational difference. And so doing that every 90 days and layering it up, that's really one of the trends really that we've noticed. The companies that do that just really eventually start to motor. Um, It's got to be something you stick with it. You've got to be brave and you've got to carry on. I think one of the things I um, particularly like about your system is the ability for people to do this anonymously. Yes, Uh, fundamentally important. Yeah, yeah, uh, you know, it's not... uh, it's not linked to their to their name as such, so um, you know they can do it with complete confidence that it's unlikely, uh, unless they put their name in it or uh, very specific about where they work or something that, that anybody yeah. else might identify who they are. You know, and we see very little evidence of abuse with that. I mean, we have thousands and thousands a month of these now happening, but it's a very little evidence of abuse. People, when you give them that structure and framework, and you you know you, you ask them for their opinion, and and they know it, they know it matters. They, they come up with the most responsible and fantastic suggestions. Mm. We've got a couple of minutes left for this this question, so it might have to be quite um, brief and maybe even continue after the break. But uh, I remember walking out of a, a building and a, a client stopping me and, and saying, Chris, what, what is it? What really motivates you uh, about work? your work? And I said, it's people. And he said, ah, those things that you use when you need them and get rid of them when you don't. And I was quite stunned by that. So I, I kind of wonder, you know, I've certainly just got a minute left now, but, you know, what advice would you give to the owner about, um, you know, how they should uh, really look at their employees? Because, um, you know, I think when people are looked at as just a need or a cost, it's, uh, it's not very motivating for them. Well, I'll just tell you what I do. Um, it's very simple. I have two families. I have my family, which is my wife and kids and all my relatives, etc. Very important to me. And then I also have another family, which is the family that I work with every day. Um, And they're very important. And if you start to think of your team as uh, as a family, it's a different mindset. You know, they're not a commodity. Um, They deserve respect. They deserve, you know, they deserve what you would do for your family. And um, when you start treating your team members like a business family, um, they respond in kind. Mm -hmm. Great. Well, uh, we're going to go into commercial um, break now. After the break, you know, do, do come back because there's a lot more um, great information that we're going to 
sort of share and, and talk about. And you know, let's find out about some of the biggest mistakes that people make when they're engaging their employees. And you know, um, and about um, you know how we can really improve culture in the office and those sorts of things. So we'll be talking with you about all of that sort of stuff with uh, Stefan um, just in a couple of minutes after the break. So do join us again very shortly. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high-potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high-return group mentoring and mastermind program called The Achiever Program one-to-one mentoring and coaching, facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. When it comes to successful marketing, nothing speaks louder than your company name. A clear, concise, and compelling brand identity opens doors and invites further conversation. If you struggle to explain, educate, or clarify who you are and what you do, then you'll benefit from listening to Brilliant Branding with expert Phil Davis and co-host Liz Heemster. Discover insider secrets from enlightened naming strategies to effective brand positioning. Tune in live every Thursday at noon Eastern Time. 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Does your organization lack proper leadership? We're not necessarily talking about experience, but about how to face the changing dynamic of leadership today. Sometimes the people we lead know more. Old ways don't work anymore, and the comfort zone just becomes too easy. Listen for Out of the Comfort Zone with Dr. Wanda Wallace. We'll show you how you can adapt and develop your leadership skills to today's workplace. Every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Business. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. tuned into the business elevation show with your host chris cooper if you have a question or comment about our show please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk that's chris at chriscooper.co.uk now back to chris cooper hi this is chris cooper i'm with stefan and Bessin back and we're talking about um, obviously attraction and retention of staff and, and engagement and now why engagement is just so important and I wonder Stefan you know what are some of the biggest mistakes that business owners make when it comes to engaging their employees well we started talking about this before the break and um, you know it's seeing people as a, a as a commodity um, uh, because if you treat them like that then you get what you deserve but um, the, the, one of the big problems really is that um, business owners often think that they can recognize disengaged employees. Um, but the reality is that um, disengaged employees are often in disguise. Um, you know, they show up on time, they do the right things, they, um, they're there in the business. But back to the earlier point that we made, they are absolutely not showing up like it's that center line moment, present, focused, and energized. And 
Uh, Gallup's state of the workplace recently showed that sort of 67% of workers are, are disengaged at work. So, you know, you run a company, that's two-thirds of your workforce, which is tragic, right? And, and mm-hmm. what was interesting about that, what was interesting about that stat was that they said that um, 15%, 51% are sort of just not, in, you know, they're just not engaged. They're sort of showing up, they're going through the motions. But what was more alarming was that the um, the remaining 16% are what Gallup turned actively disengaged. And then the horror that followed that statement was, and they're destroying the good work that the 33% that are engaged are doing. So um, it's being, a, being, aware, uh, being aware or wary of the fact that, um, you know, disengaged employees don't look what you would normally expect them to look like. They're actually showing up in, the, in disguise. And um, it's really... Um, for a lot of business owners, they sort of delegate responsibility for engagement. They think it's something that um, we just get the HR department to take care of it. It absolutely has to be owned by, championed by, and driven by the owner. And then the owners will get the leaders to uh, join that journey. And then finally, um, and only after both owners and leaders have started demonstrating commitment and action, do you then expect the employees to slowly join that um, join that parade. You, the problem is that a lot of business owners think, right, okay, we want employee engagement, so it's all the, we need the employees to become more engaged. And it's sort of like, come on, get engaged, you lot. Well, actually, that's not how it works. You have to start from the top and work through. You have to have a structure and framework. I mean, one of the problems that a lot of engagement programs come up against is they don't have a consistent structure and framework where everyone's scoring the same things. And... You really have to provide this um, environment. A lot of one of the mistakes that a lot of business owners make is that they don't unlock the knowledge that exists within that business. We spoke earlier before the break about this, the, 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 the enormous value that sits within the business of the people doing the jobs day in, day out that understand exactly how things could be improved or, or, or made better. Um, and time also, you know, often business owners uh, when it comes to engagement, you know, they sort of they sort of say, well, okay, um, let's get you to take you know, 45 minutes to fill in a questionnaire and then we'll take ages to give you the results. So the, so the ROI or return on investment for the employee is often very poor. You know, they put a lot of time in and they don't really get much out. Whereas, so one of the things we did at Engagement Multiplier was we said it's got to be less than 10 minutes every 90 days and the employee and team member needs to instantly get access to their their scoring plus be able to compare their scores with the overall overall businesses scores which is you know which is highly engaging and i think we spoke before the break about it's got to be part of culture it can't just be a one-off thing it doesn't work um and um you can run them internally um you've just got to be very very clear if you're running it internally that it is confidential and anonymous um uh, often employees perhaps won't believe it is even if it is but um when you run these programs independently, that's when you tend to unlock the real insight and value from the team members because they feel safe. And it's to your point before the break about when you have team members feeling um, that they are that they are truly anonymous, um, then that's when they tell you what they really think. I, th- I think it's also you know good to you know have a third party uh, involved um, because you know being prepared to be brave when you're in, maybe in an organization that does things in a certain way and you're, you're scared to challenge the status quo 
uh, which it can be difficult in an organization having you know third parties who are prepared to share best practice and maybe um, you know help push you on some of those elephants in the room i think can be very helpful um your mechanism helps that but also you know having consultants who can you know sit there and and do the analysis with you as well and uh, and give that a feedback and, and a third party perspective yeah no i agree i agree and i there's one there's one other point that's just come to mind for me and that is that uh, and it comes goes back to my early days of um uh, of before engagement multiplier when I, I used to do a lot more consulting around this and that was that when you can get when as a brave owner and when you take the time to understand your team members um, or as a leader you take time to understand your team members real motivations and desires you know um, what's important in their lives what are the what is it that they're looking to achieve um, uh, in their futures, what's important to them, and if you can then start to align where you're trying to take that department uh, or where you're trying to take your business, so that you can create alignment between your team members' individual uh, aspirations and your business aspirations, that's really powerful. That, that's a great way to uh, to start to build on that business family and create that engagement. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it's uh, yeah, that that being prepared to listen to be more interested than interesting and it's it's i think i heard somebody recently sort of describe that you know when you're really sort of truly interested in people it's very hard for them to discern the difference between that and and love which uh, and an appreciation you know it gives that that feeling of warmth doesn't it um as opposed to what we were talking about earlier you know being maybe seen being either there for a need or um you're there because uh, people want to return on investment out of you um yeah, I think a lot of business owners, you know, they don't listen enough, in my experience. You know, they don't listen enough to uh, uh, to what's really going on. And, you know, you, you hear about sort of legendary CEOs or you know, people that come into a business, new leaders, and they take time, the good ones take time to really find out what's going on first by listening and speaking to people and really sort of unlocking what, what what's important before they start, you know, revising strategy or starting to drive things forward i remember jack canfield coming on this show and and saying how at the end of every week he he gets his team together and he asks them to rate uh, the quality of their relationship on a scale of one to ten uh, and uh, and then to you know to discuss it so then just that every single week and i thought that was quite you know, being being brave but also you know one way to uh, to have a measure, but also to really kind of truly listen. Yeah, it's great. You need an engaged team to do that if you're going to do it face-to-face, and he, he clearly has. But what a great way to flush out issues, right, straight up front. Yeah, um, because obviously in his organization, you've got a team that can talk about that. And I think that sometimes um, that type of uh, interaction, whilst we all would crave and love that because we can see the value of it, sometimes in a business you need to go through some more basic steps first to mm-hmm. start to build that culture. Uh, but absolutely, that's where you end up. That, that as a prize is, uh, is fantastic. So this is something that with many organizations you've got to start it, but it's not necessarily a short-term fix, is it? It's, um, it's something that you might spend, you know, from from now to um, while the business is operating, fine-tuning and improving and listening and fine-tuning and improving. Is that correct? Yeah, it's true. And it's interesting. When I first started Engagement Multiplier, I made a really big mistake. Um, 
I thought back then um, that it was all about uh, the prize was an engaged organisation. So the prize was getting to the point where um, you were doing so well in purpose, owners, leaders, employees, that, 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 that independently and anonymously as scored by your company, you know, you qualified as engaged. I thought that was the prize. And then I had a complete um, moment of clarity, a real aha moment. Where I realized that's not the prize at all. You know, that's just the beginning. The prize and the excitement is what you can do when you've got an engaged organization. It's yeah. just the beginning of the journey. It's not the end. And so certainly with Engagement Multiplier, we've, we've absolutely now, you know, we, we focus with clients. We say that first thing is race to engaged. And most of our clients can do that within a year. Some take it a little bit more. Sometimes it's about 18 months. But and that's not a long time. You know, it's um, to get to get to the point where your organization qualifies as being engaged as, as scored independently by your team members. And then that's when the exciting things happen because now as you've got this engaged team, everyone pulling in the same direction. And as a business owner now, as an entrepreneur that's got great ideas and you want to conquer the world and make a difference, well, you know, you're in a great place now to do even bigger, better things. And to your point earlier about, you know, 10x thinking, much easier to have 10x thinking as an entrepreneur with an engaged team behind you, you're much more likely to be able to pull off those big things than you will be able to pull those off if you don't have an engaged team. Mm. So you can, there's kind of a timing with this then because you can, you know, you can introduce things possibly too early for people, you know, like that uh, Jack Canfield example there, you know, that people maybe not in that space, you've got to take them with you. Yeah, and I think sometimes, you know, uh, sort of being too sometimes it freaks people out. You know, they don't want to think that you've just been on your, you know, your latest coaching course or whatever, and you're coming into the business. And it has to, you know, I know, I know this often happens to a lot of entrepreneurs. They go away, they do something, they come back in, the team think, okay, what are we doing now? He's been on a course, so we're going to be we're going to be doing some new. But quite often, what happens is there's an initial boost of energy, and then it sort of often sort of dissipates over time. So it's about sort of letting people know that this is there to stay and it's part of the foundation and part of the culture and to build on it time and time, time after time. And then people will get um, more and more comfortable with the idea of being open, sharing, understanding that there's, they're not going to be, um, they're not going to be fired if they give honest feedback. You know, um, so so the more safe they feel, the more they realize and the more ownership they then take. So they're more interested then in making a bigger contribution because they can see that their contributions are being listened to and are making a difference. And, you know, it's very rewarding for team members to feel that they are personally having an impact on making the business a better place to be. Mm. One, of my, one of my former guests on the show, David Long, he has a a leadership business out in North Carolina. And, you know, he shared, you know, a story with us about how he introduced sort of book groups into his company and, and how initially people were very cynical and you know, why are we studying, you know, business books and different things to, together, you know, because um, they'd never actually, many of them read books in the past. And, you know, this has become a complete part of the culture of the business. And he said, you know, we have, uh, over, the, over the years now, we have solved all sorts of problems, relationships. We've generated millions of dollars of extra revenue from those, uh, that learning and being together. But it took time to build the traction. But now it's really part of the culture. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Um, yeah, no, great advice. 
So if you could provide now, we've got three minutes to commercial break, so a couple of minutes left to chat before I wrap up. Um, do you have a, you know, a nugget of wisdom for business owners from all of your years of experience with employee engagement? If you had one nugget to share, what would it be? Stop making it such a big problem. You know, it's sort of engagement's quantifiable, right? Um, you know, we measure everything else in business um, uh, and the performance of our, uh, our management accounts, the sales performance, the marketing performance, and yet we don't actually measure how engaged or happy our people are and we don't provide them with a structure and framework that we should. And so um, stop making it such a big problem because um, as... The phrase I love is your eyes only see and your ears only hear what your mind is looking for. And business owners often have blind spots left, right and center, and they don't realize they're making it so much harder than, than it really needs to be. Um, you know, we're not that complicated in how we think. Um, you know, everyone wants it to be a game. They want to enjoy being there. And when people can sort of see a score and they feel they're being listened to and business owners follow a few simple steps every 90 days, you know, what they will see happen within their business is amazing. I mean, we say at Engagement Multiplier, if you can measure it, you can improve it. And when you continually do that sort of listening and feedback, um, you know, your business life becomes so much more straightforward because you're able to focus your attention where it needs to be rather than, you know, often sort of firing shots in the dark because you're not quite sure. So it just... Stop making it hard. It's really straightforward to engage your people. Uh, and when you do, as we said at the beginning, you know, that's really when uh, the magic starts to happen and business becomes a lot more fun. You know, it's, um, uh, you are retaining, uh, you are attracting talent, you're retaining talent, uh, and those people, when they show up for work, are productive. Um, and uh, that's very rewarding. Fantastic. Stefan, we're going to have to finish there. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you today. Thank you very much. Lots of uh, wisdom and ideas and thoughts. Um, I would, uh, if you want to find, I would really recommend that you really check out uh, the work that uh, Engagement Multiplier are doing. Um, it's their, their survey tool is, is incredible and uh, really unique out there in the marketplace. Um, if you want to find out more about that, go to www.engagementmultiplier.com um, slash en dash gb slash pp slash elevation slash if you go to um, that, you'll see a great video which will start to articulate and uh, there'll be information about how you could even try um, have a try of the, uh, the tool yourself. So it's been brilliant to talk to Stefan. On next week's show, uh, something completely different. I have Mick Dawson on the show. He's a former uh, Royal Marine and Mick has done some incredible uh, journeys across the globe um, by a, a boat. He paddled. Um, was the first person with his co-paddler uh, to paddle across the North Pacific, 7,000 miles from Japan uh, to San Francisco and had an incredible uh, journey and experience over, I think, six and a half months, something like that. Um, but we're going to talk about some of his experiences, some of his lessons around, you know, around leadership and team and all of that kind of stuff, but a really different show from a really incredible guy next week. So once again, a huge thank you to Stefan and um, please get in touch and Chris at chriscooper.co.uk. If you've got any questions, suggestions, ideas, it's always wonderful to hear from you. We thank you for listening to the Business Elevation Show. Please join your host, Chris Cooper, again next Friday at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more. Achieve more.